Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking a lot about physical therapy, human performance, maximizing potential, and really maybe even a little bit of the concept of training potential, like getting a game plan in place to optimize your potential, and maybe even in reduce your risk of injury while engaging in the activities that you love so much. So it is going to be an interesting episode talking about performance, rehabilitation, physical therapy, the relationship between physical therapy and cognition. And it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. So please, please take notes. You know, I've known today's guest uh, for a while, for a couple of years here. His name is Matt Sanchez, and he's one of the owners of NeuroChangers in Ontario. They have multiple locations throughout the province and is somebody I respect greatly. And it's great to see him again. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining us. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Hey, anything in the bio that I kind of missed? I mean, he's also a family man and you know, currently he's in, in Ontario buried in snow, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was able to dig my way out today and uh, get into the clinic, see some clients. But uh, yeah, we got, a, we got a whole whack of snow last, uh, last Monday morning and Sunday night. Well, for people that listen to this particular podcast, these are typically individuals looking for, you know, brain mastery, you know, practices. These are other professionals. I'm looking to learn from some of the innovators so they can better understand how to inform their practice. And there are a lot of kind of things in between. As somebody who's been, you know, in kind of physical therapy for a while and has built a reputation as a leader in this, in this work, especially around, you know, not just rehabilitation, but also kind of sport enhancement, what would you want people to better understand about, you know, the relationship between physical therapy and brain health? And what would your main message be for people? So I've been in practice for 16 years now. And, uh, you know, uh, the science has grown a lot over that time. I came out of school as a orthopedic physiotherapist, meaning I you know, was working with uh, shoulder injuries, back injuries, anything with the MSK system. And what I didn't know, which I'm, I know now and I'm still learning lots about uh, every day, but the brain even though I, I was an ortho physio, the brain is active in everything that we do with our clients. So every treatment I do, if I'm treating their ankle, the brain is still a big part of my treatments and looping that into your treatments, whether you're a neurophysio or an orthophysio is really important and you get the best outcomes that way. So I'm hoping that people can see that. I'm actually, a, by nature, my initial training, I'm trained as a neurotherapist now, but my initial training as an orthotherapist, that's what's built into me. And I use the brain every single day in my practice, whether I'm seeing somebody who's had a concussion or somebody with, uh, with a shoulder injury, the brain is involved in their recovery. Wow. It's funny, hey, as we think about it, you know, so many, you know, in undergraduate, I was really focused on, you know, biomechanics, that kind of stuff, the body, the movement of the body. But a lot of those movements really start between the ears, right? And, uh, you Absolutely. know, linking that and understanding that and then bringing that into physical therapy is... It's really becoming more prevalent, hey? Right. Yes. And, and learning that, you know, every experience that that individual, that patient has, that that brain is experiencing will impact their recovery. And it might be the words that I speak. It might be the movements that they make, but their brain is taking all that information and 
you know, rewiring uh, their system, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what's exciting. That's part of what kind of uh, struck us when we first started, you know, communicating was, you know, I'm really struck by the name neurochangers, you know, that really infers that exactly what you're talking about, that, you know, through physical movement and through cognitive enhancement, one can improve their overall functioning, but it really starts with the brain. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you do at Neurochangers and what led you to this, this fascination about the brain coming from, of course, this orthopedic background, which I think most of us, most of our listeners will really resonate with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're trained on that, especially us who are tiny, maybe a little bit older than some, you know, maybe there's more training on the brain now, but what, what led that, that process? Cause I'm really curious as to how you went yeah. down that, uh, that process. Well, I, w- I was still a, a pretty young therapist. I was three or four years into my career and I'd seeing a lot of athletes, uh, young athletes, especially, and concussions at the time, you know, treatment, and I still a little bit to this day, but treatment was more of a management, you're just managing symptoms and waiting for the, the concussion to get better. And I wanted to learn more about that, even though that was out of my realm. I'm an orthotherapist, that's neuro. I was still seeing these clients because they were athletes. And um, so, you know, I started taking courses on it, eventually led me to meet a couple of other neurotherapists. And long story short, I started a clinic with a focus on treating uh, clients who had neurological conditions. And so that was spinal cord injury, brain injury. I went way beyond uh, just concussion diagnoses and we were seeing everything that was neuro. And so it was a, it was a long windy growing process to get to the point where we are now, but um, yeah, it's nice. All of our therapists are neurotrained. It's nice to be known in the industry as a trusted rehab partner for neurological conditions. Oh, totally. And I mean, something that I really, you know, acknowledge you and your team for is you're, you're constantly looking for further innovation. You know, I think about things like the locomat, I think about other, you know, various therapies that are out there that are exciting. You know, what is it about the technology that is interesting to you? I've always been drawn to the technology. So, you know, we opened our doors in uh, late 2010, December, 2010. And before we even opened our doors, we opened our pocketbooks and, and purchased a locomat, which is, uh, if you're listening and don't know, it's a robotic gait trainer. Uh, it's over top of a treadmill, your body weight supported. So it helps people who have difficulty with walking or any portion of gait or, or cannot walk at all. Maybe they're a complete uh, quadriplegic and, mm-hmm. and they can't weight bear at all, but it gets them up and it gets their, their legs moving and their body moving. It's good for their cardiovascular system. So we saw this device, there was none being used. There were none being used in Canada at uh, private locations. So we thought we'd be the first. So we brought it in. And ever since then, we've been all about making sure that we have not just the most skilled therapists that we can get, but also giving those therapists the tools, the best available tools to get the job done in what can be a really complex environment with treating neurological conditions. Oh, I love it, Matt. I mean, it's something that maybe that, that helps me understand why I got along with you so well. So when I was in university, I remember so well, and you know my story a little bit with concussion, or maybe you don't, but you know, one of the individuals I got to know while at U of A was in a serious motorcycle accident. And he wrote a letter to Shuey, the helmet manufacturer, because he basically said, you saved my life because he had third degree burns across his body and is a paraplegic. And he works in accessibility now. He's actually a lawyer who works in accessibility and works with the Rick Institute and Foundation. And something that I was drawn to 
was how do we leverage technology, like heavily drawn to this. I found myself, you know, putting probably too much volunteering time towards this because I was like, there's something we can do here. Right. There's something we can do here. And, you know, if one person isn't maybe quite as resilient or doesn't have the resources that another might have, they may not ever get the opportunity to do this. And when I think about what you talk about around the local mat, it gets me every time, man. Especially when you think about those that may be a paraplegic or a quadriplegic, but being able to not just try to enhance some of those networks, but to experience that. You know, I think about some of the work going on here with Praxis Spinal Cord Institute, formerly the Rick Hansen Institute. You know, I think about iCord too, and some of the things that they're doing. What a wonderful future. It gives me so much freaking optimism about the future because look at what's happening. And Matt, for our listeners, this is your world. Like share a little bit about that because I think you're the same as me. I think the future is bright. I'm pretty optimistic here. Yes. Yeah, it's very exciting actually. Um, maybe in a, in a nerd way, like we get to see some of these things behind the scenes and get to visit facilities that the general pop- population, you know, people who don't know somebody who's got a neurological injury or aren't living with a neurological condition don't get to realize that amazing programs and services and technologies exist. They exist and we can see the growth, you know, and uh, of course you and I would, would love that there are more of these things, right? Like every city should have these facilities and they should all be accessible to the public regardless of their ability to pay, right? So it's one of those things that it's very, very exciting. And at the same time, it's like we were hopeful it goes in the right direction. It continues to grow and, and get the funding that it needs. 100%. 100%. And thank you. Very well said. And I think through your work, it is becoming more accessible. And, you know, I'm hoping through, through some of our work as well, and, and many of the people who have been featured on this podcast, we're seeing that start to change and accessibility increase. And, and that's the big thing, you know, for me, and I'm sure for you is to have more informed choice and options for people to access. And I think that's the key. So this is flowery and rosy and puppy dogs and ice cream. Uh, but what are some things around the world of brain health that, that cause a degree of frustration for you that you'd like to see change? Well, I can grow on that point we just we just made, right? So in Ontario, I can speak more specifically about it in Ontario, especially, but in the you know the public treatment sector, so you know, a patient uh, goes into the hospital with a brain injury and maybe they have to stay in the hospital for for rehab. And we have some really good facilities here for that. However, the either the lack of willingness or the ability to to utilize some of the available technologies in that space is still a little bit frustrating for us. We see facilities like our own, and we're not the only ones in Ontario doing this. There are several good physio companies adapting technology, but it takes money to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe maybe the private system just doesn't have it, but we're not seeing in Ontario them adapt to those technologies quite the way that, uh, that we'd like to. We're seeing some hope in other parts of the country for sure, especially out West. But in Ontario, it's it's definitely been slow. Uh, the other part of it is, you know, we we know all this new information on on treating the brain and brain health, and uh, specifically post concussion, the best things for our clients post concussion. But what we're not seeing is that that knowledge necessarily uh, adapted or adopted, sorry, throughout the continuum of care. So clients coming from doctors who are giving them advice that is now not supported in the evidence or clients just Googling it or just seeing other people in our industry 
that aren't up to date on the best treatments for their condition. Uh, and with concussion specifically, we know that early exercise, right? And, and not just sitting in a dark room and resting for weeks until your symptoms go away. So little things like that can make a big difference. And we, you know, unfortunately we get a lot of post-concussion syndrome too. And, and that means in many cases that they weren't treated properly in the, in the initial stages of the recovery. And so that's still, that's still something we struggle with. We try and get as much education as possible. We, you know, we hold lunch and learns for uh, local physicians and send out things on our social media avenues to, to educate as much as we can, but um, there's still a lot of work to do there. Yeah, there is. And, and I, I, I really echo your comments there. I think it does come down to education. And that's part of what I've tried to do. Well, just me, but we, with this community have tried to do through, through this platform is to share some real leaders out there from various points in the continuum of care, from community support, caregivers, all the way to frontline physicians, to neurologists and to allied health professionals and clinic owners. It really does take all of us to really move this forward. And unfortunately, in a lot of innovation, it takes a lot of time to get things right and to shift the standard of care. But where you and I are both at is for the the people who are out there now, they can't wait 15 years. You know, they need service and support now. And by sharing some of those best practices, we're going to be able to help improve outcomes and quality of life for those people that need it now. So thank you again for doing all that you do. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome and it's frustrating too, but we get wins along the way too, which is wonderful. Absolutely. And you meet amazing people along the way, right? Like meeting you because of all of this and because of everything that's uh, all the effort that we put into this. And honestly, it's, we have a great, a great network in Ontario of neuro clinic owners and, and uh, we, we talk all the time. <laughs> we're supposed to be competitors. We're in the same field, right? We're trying to get the same clients. And yeah. we, are, we are constantly chatting about uh, how to grow the industry and how to best reach, uh, reach the people that can utilize our services the most. I've always believed that. You know, that's one thing that you and I have never talked about, but maybe it's something, again, that we just share is I believe there's so much abundance out there um, for us, you know, and there's so much good to be done together mm-hmm. and everybody's got their part to play. And the reality is, you know, we, with the test is who's got the rigor to keep going, right? <laughs> you know, right. and and then you see who's left, and and we we work together to to further the outcomes because, you know, what I came to learn when I first got in this work, my interest was primarily the complex mild TBI population. You know, that was right. my personal interest. Then I came to understand, whoa, the moderate to severe is really need a lot of help. Oh my goodness anoxic overdose really needs a lot of support. Oh, whoa, whoa, post-cancer care really, and in cancer care really needs a lot of support. And, and I, like you, I'm super grateful. I've met some of the most remarkable people in the world through this work. And, and it's only going to continue on that topic. So, you know, a lot of people, you've got a lot of experience and a lot of education behind you. Are there one or two kind of key influences that help to shape you? Because doing what you're doing is innovative, which can be really, I think, pretty scary for a lot of people, right? Like to dip your toe in it, to do something new and innovative can take a lot of courage. Are there any key influences that you'd want to share that that really help you? Could be a college professor, could be a mother, a father, could be a book, could be a research article. Yeah, I would say, well, can't really name a name because the first influence I'm going to tell you about was uh, one of my first neuro patients. Mm. Um, he was a, a former gymnast and he had a spinal cord injury. 
And uh, honestly, when he came to us, and this is, I'm still early in this field and, and, and trying to soak it all in. And I didn't think there was going to be a lot of improvement for this, uh, for the gentleman. He was an incomplete spinal cord injury, but mm. in a wheelchair, unable to walk. And uh, he's already a year post-injury. So to me, prognosis-wise, and what the textbooks tell you is that, you know, the first three, six months, most, most healing occurs. So this guy wasn't walking when he came to us and I thought, okay, well, let's get you stronger. Let's get your core better. Uh, let's get some flexibility there. So your spasms aren't so bad. Things like that were the major goals. And honestly, this guy, he saw, he saw our locomat. He's like, I want to use the locomat. And, you know, we have a protocol, you know, you don't necessarily yeah. just get thrown on the robotic aid trainer. He had too much spasticity. So I said, okay, that can be a goal. Let's focus on that later. And, and in his mind, that was it. If he got on that locomat, he's going to walk again. So I'd never seen somebody in my career, all the, I worked with high level athletes leading up to this. I'd never seen somebody work so hard. <laughs> and this guy proved to me that it was possible and that the nervous system can change. You know, we, we know that the brain can change, like the brain that changes itself, the Norman Deutsch book. Yep. A lot of us have read and, and maybe based a lot of our career based on that, that information. But this guy showed me in person what this hard work can do to the nervous system. And he ended up, you know, it took a few years, but he ended up, he can walk with no gate aid. And uh, he was probably the most motivational person early <laughs> on in, in my career in that, in that sense. Yeah. Um, certainly okay. there've been a lot of professors on the, uh, like yeah. on the path to this that have influenced some decisions that I've made, but honestly, I would say most of the, the most influential things in my life have been from clients who, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you think, man, if I was in that situation, I don't know if I'd be so upbeat. I don't know if I'd be able to do that and look how upbeat they are. Every day is a gift for them. And they come in and they work their tails off and they get the results that they want. Like, why can't I do that in my life with things that are different? And, and, you know, you take that and you do, and I go home and I, I try and live the way that some of these clients live. And it's, uh, it's very motivating. Oh, so well said. And such an example of, you know, one of the themes of this podcast that I've seen very consistent across many of the people we work with is this kind of concept of servant leadership, because so many people have answered that question similarly. You know, yeah. uh, for me, I was sharing a story just yesterday, one of the clients and well, you know me, I'm a pretty, I think a pretty optimistic guy. Absolutely. Um, but this one individual came into the re- first research study that was done and she was quite profound. And I was concerned about her being able to engage in the program. Like I just, like she had a hard time lifting, like, like having the motor control to open the laptop. Yeah. And I was like, well, and she couldn't be imaged because she had implants because of uh, craniotomy and complex neurosurgery. Right. So I was like, I don't know if she's going to be able to engage guys. And they're like, well, you know, she passed ethics. So she has to be here. And I'm like, well, that's, that's great. And again, that speaks to the advantages of scientific rigor, like wonderful, because if it was up to me, maybe I wouldn't have, and mm-hmm. I would have thought, maybe out of compassion, but I would have been blinded to one of my own biases potentially. And a long story short, she was in the program for, you know, six to nine months and started living independently at That's the amazing. six month mark. Wow. Now, did she still need help in other facets of her life? Yes. Mm-hmm. But she could grocery shop. She could trap like, and I'll never forget here. Her speech was very slow and delayed as well at the start. So it was kind of hard to communicate and she had support. But halfway through, and I'll never forget this, Matt, I don't share this story with everybody. I just, you were vulnerable with me, but right before winter break, the facilitator who was running the, um, the program was, was off with the family uh, event. And I was running the, um, the group 
and the group gets out right around lunchtime for the morning group. And I remember she looks at me and it's the last day before people go home. And she came from another part of the province and she looks at me and says, I'm not going to go home. And keep in mind, this is somebody with a severe traumatic brain injury. And I'm like, well, maybe there's a lack of reasoning or something here. No, it's time. It's 12 o'clock. Like it's actually time to go. And, you know, she had left her family. So she had a two young kids at home and a husband. And I said, well, no, it's time to go home. You know, it's actually break. So you actually get a couple of weeks. And she says, I know. And I said, well, then it's probably time to go. And she's like, no, I'm starting to get a little bit better. And I went, Yes, you are. You're engaging. And from what I hear, it's going pretty well. I don't want my family to see me yet until I get a little bit more better. And at that point, I'm like mind blown because I'd underestimated her. And, and it's a, it, like you, like it was a big thing. I, here I am thinking I'm this optimist guy, but I had an unaware bias. And she's a huge teacher in my life for the rest of my, always will be one of the greatest teachers in my life. Because I was like, oh my God, I underestimated you. I feel terrible. Here, let's talk. (laughs) And uh, she did end up going home and ended up becoming a little bit more independent, which was huge for her in her life. But again, a great reminder of what's possible with neuroplasticity. Absolutely. So for people that are listening here, let's say they're in the GTA or they're in the province of Ontario or elsewhere, and they want to learn more about you, what you're doing as a PT, what neurochangers can do for them. How do people get a hold of you and get in touch with you? Well, they can, they can email me directly. First of all, I'm more than happy to uh, chat with people via email. So my email address is matt, M-A-T-T, at neurochangers.ca. Um, but they can also visit our website. Our website is aimtowalk.ca. The, the, uh, the two is the number two. Mm-hmm. Or neurochangers.ca. It's the same site. They can learn more about us there. But I'm more than happy to engage with everybody. Any questions or uh, thoughts uh, they have on, on the industry, on neural awesome. rehab on the uh, technologies. Cause we got lots of them. We only really talked about the locomat, but we've, uh, you know, any, Please any, keep going. Yeah. any neurotechnology that you've got them, we've experienced at least. And I have a, an opinion on, and uh, we, we do have many of them in our, in our facility. And I yes. uh, hope to be using uh, your technology <laughs> as well very soon. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to discuss those things with people. Uh, it's awesome. And, you know, Matt, it's something that, you know, I, would, I wouldn't mind actually hitting on some of those other technologies. So um, we can do this again, too, because I'm sure people are going to see value in this. And especially for, you know, for those of you who are young and aspiring, you know, just getting started out in the field, please, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic here. There's a lot of, you know, we, we understand what it can be like being younger, just getting your teeth cut. But yeah. the future is looking really good in this space, everybody. It really, really is. And, you know, I encourage you for you younger physios out there, you younger OTs, you younger people, you know, community support workers, we're building network and community here too. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you look up to. Because I know for myself, my mentors are, have totally shaped me and they were the ones who told me, no, you might want to consider trying to do this, right? And don't be afraid to reach out to those sorts of people because they can be so incredibly useful. And additionally, for people that are out there looking for help, and you maybe you were told by one of the professionals there's not an option for you, you know, that's probably may not be the case. <laughs> and that's where innovators like Matt and his team are here for you. They're looking at that innovation and they've walked the walk, they've lived it. So I strongly, strongly encourage you, if you or a family member are having struggles with these particular challenges, 
I'm not saying Matt's going to be able to solve them with this team, but what I am saying is he will exhaust his efforts to better understand. You know, this is the kind of guy who was interested in our technology, learning a little bit more about it. And we were just kind of getting to know each other. He hops on a plane and comes over and spends a couple of days with us learning about it. That's the level of commitment that they've got. All right. Yeah, well, any thanks, final man. words that you want to share there, Matt? No, I think, uh, I, you know, the, the last thing I want to maybe get across would be that if you're listening to this, obviously you have an interest in, uh, in brain health and, and brain recovery. So keep pushing the envelope. We're still learning. We're all still learning about um, the best approach to, to treating brain injuries or, or even if you don't have a brain injury, right, to training and getting the brain in the best position possible to, to play your sport or to live your life or to go to work. And whatever it happens to be, the brain is, is the utmost importance in that reality. So keep pushing the envelope, ask questions, take courses, go to conferences when, uh, when they're back up and running post-COVID. Do what you can. And uh, the more we learn, the, the better we'll all be. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Matt. We'll do this again. Thanks a lot, Mark. Take care. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery Podcast. We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and want to learn more about the BEARS platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neurorehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.